Hello, everybody, and welcome to another amazing episode of the One Amazing Life podcast. We are coming to you here from Southern California. This is a podcast for teens, and it's by teens. And we want to make sure that everybody knows that's very clear, because we are talking about stuff that all teenagers or, or middle school, young adults, people of all ages in that spectrum are going through. And we, uh, you know, we just talk about the solutions. We talk about what, you know, real life things uh, with real life solutions. And we're, uh, you know, we're blessed by God to be here today. My name is Chris Stewart. I am one of your co-hosts and I'm excited for today's show, man. We're talking about anxiety. So uh, if you got anxious just hearing that, then please continue to listen because we got a great show lined up for you today. But enough with me. I'm going to go around the table here, introduce my other co-hosts and our very special guests who we're really excited to have on here today. So why don't I go ahead and pass the mic off here to my right and we will just go around the circle and just give us your name and age and or what you do. My name is Jamie. I'm the coast and I just want to make things abundantly clear that I am not a teen um, nor is Chris a teen although he's dressed very well today. I got to give you the Chris uh, report for the threads he has. He's got a paisley tie that's blue uh, along with a very nice shirt. I don't know if we'd call it pink. I call it salmon. It's more of a, a red salmon it's like a, with a baby blue kind of deal. Some yeah. accents like a on it. Baby blue it's, accent, yeah. It is looking sharp, Chris. Thanks, so bro. on Feeling point as usual. Yeah. Uh, again, my name is Jamie, and I am a youth minister at uh, a church in Southern California. Love spending time with high school people. And the reason that we do this podcast too is uh, there's plenty of podcasts out there, but this is the one uh, where we get to hear from people who are actually in high school. Uh, and that's kind of rare. I want to hear what high schoolers have to say, because to be frank, I learn more from high school people um, than I do from adults. I think that's true, because I spend a lot of time with them. Um, so I just love to share that out with everyone else, that high school people uh, have a lot of information, have a lot of experience, and it's good to listen to. So um, I'm going to hand it off to my buddy to my left here. So go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Well, I'm Zach, and unlike Jamie, I am a teen. I'm a junior in high school, and I go to a Christian school here in San Diego. And basically, I'm just excited to share my thoughts about anxiety. Well, welcome. Yeah. My name is Maggie. I am also a teen. I am a sophomore. And yes, I'm excited to talk about anxiety as well. I'm getting a little anxious because <laughs> they're excited. Anxious. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always anxious. So this is a great topic for me because I'm just going to like introduce the rest of my regular life and then see what you guys have I'm to say. I'm kind of sweating a little bit right now. Right. I don't, yeah, well, yeah. Is there so much just about ang the word anxiety that makes people anxious? It's kind of like depression, right? Then you feel kind of depressed. It's kind of like, oh, you know, like that sounds great. And you're like, does it? But not with anxiety. It's like anxiety, like, okay, I'm anxious. <laughs> it could be that anything with a letter X in yeah, it just makes me a little anxious. Well, it's so even xylophone? Xylophone, uh, yeah. That kind of gives yeah, me anxiety because I don't really know that much about right. it. And, you know, so that, that would be great. Axe? I'm, like, anxious when I hear the word axe, even if it's the body spray stuff. Right. Extreme sports, same thing. The, right? There you go. Extreme like we know, sports. like, people are probably going to get hurt. So there you go, right? All right, let's start off the show. Though I got, you know, I just kind of want to get a, a little warm up here since we are talking about anxiety um, and, and what it actually means. So, you know, Zach, why don't you start us off? Give us an example of something that gives you anxiety on a daily basis. Okay, oh, this is easy, obviously, school, because you have Florida Homer Junior years, one of the hardest years of high school, because you have you start thinking about college and then also... In a few, I'm in a few AP classes, and that just kind of 
you have no time. And plus, sports only last two hours after school. You don't get home until like seven, and then you have to work for a few hours. Pretty, pretty big, anxious. So that's a lot of responsibility. Uh huh. Would you say that the anxiety is warranted? Yeah, I think it is because there's just so much stuff to do that, like, if you don't have any stress about it, then you're kind of crazy. Right. No, I believe that. And we're going to kind of get into a little bit more about that as well, um, the differences between uh, clinical anxiety and external anxiety. Let's just call it that, internal and external. But, Maggie, what about you? Like, I know you play sports, and, and obviously, you know, you're going to high school. Do you kind of have the same thing going on as Zach, or, or what kind of gets you anxious throughout the day? Yeah, I think it's definitely school. I think that sports are actually more of a release from the stress, it, other than the time crunch. But... Um, yeah, my school, the schedule is very fast paced. So it's a lot of information at once that you're constantly having to remember throughout the day. Sure. Can you give us kind of like an example? Like what, what does an average day for you look like? Like what, what time do you wake up? What time do you get to school? Kind of like how that looks, maybe a lunchtime and then uh, wrap it up at the end. <laughs> well. Putting you on the spot, I know, but I'm going to think, what, what does a real day look like for you, right? I, get a, I start at eight. Um, which is nice because most high schools start later, but my first period is sculpture, which is amazing because it's also kind of, if I'm done, I can study for my other classes. And then, um, I have three other classes throughout the day. And then I go to practice for two hours after school. Wednesdays is one youth. Yes. I don't know. That's okay. what it's called. We say that? Okay. Yeah, youth group. It's, it's a youth group. <laughs> youth yeah. group. Um, we hang out here. We play games. Jamie talks. Um, it's a good time. Listen to music. And then um, Tuesdays is Casa de Amistad, which is where I, I help tutor like um, Hispanic kids. Yeah, absolutely. Like we have a, a, a neighborhood around us that uh, has typically lower income Hispanic families or, or kids that need help tutoring with uh, English as a second language, correct? Mm -hmm. And so you help tutor them in that, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and Zach, what does a typical day for you look like? Wake up about well, 3 a.m.? Pretty much. Uh, no, gym omelet. right away. <laughs> there you go. Um, I wake up at 6. I leave for school oh, around oh. 6.50. So that's padded. I just want to point out that Maggie is grimacing. I get up at 7. The fact you said you woke up at 6. Okay, well. It's hurting her heart. No, I leave at 6.50. So that's my deadline. So I can wake up anytime between there. But I usually like to wake up at 6 so I have extra time so I'm not rushed. Get to school and then I usually get there early. Um, so I usually like probably take a nap in my car. And then go in, I have seven, six classes a day, seven classes total, because our schedule kind of rolls. So we skip one class a day, and it's always a different class. So then ended up having four, every class I have four times in one week. Oh, gotcha. So like okay. a typical day of like Spanish, anatomy, AP US history, uh, English, and algebra. That'll just go. And then after school, I have baseball practice for two hours, then come home, do homework. And then Wednesdays, I come here. Cool. And so your schedule changes every day. So you, yes. So do you ever get anxious just even showing up that you remembered what classes you have that day? Because that would freak me out. I mean, last year was my first year at the school, and it was really tough for the first week because I knew what was happening, but it's, it's easy now because okay. I've been here for a while. Cool. Nice. I mean, that's definitely a big cause of anxiety, right, starting a new school. Uh -huh. What was it like when you, uh, when you went into high school? How about that? Like freshman year or sophomore? Yeah, freshman year. Um, well, freshman year I went to a different high school than I am now. 
And I went in. It was, like, really far away, like 15, 20 minutes. No, no, no. It was, like, 30, 45 minutes away east of here. And it was a different kind of high school or school that um, I'm used to because it was, like, you go in and you do everything online, but you're still in a place. And it was weird. I didn't really understand it, but I made friends, and it was it was fine after, like, a few months, but first few months were rough. Okay, cool. And Maggie, what about you? When you uh, when you started high school, what was that like? Did you come in with a lot of uh, like friends from your middle school, or was it a new environment? Or um, I went to a tiny middle school and a bigger elementary school, but I had some friends, which was good. But I think that sports was definitely a way to meet people and make friends. And I met people in my classes too, which was good. Yeah, that seems to be like always a big, you know, the first part of high school seems to always be kind of anxious because I don't know, for me at least, the middle school I went to it was kind of like right on the border of two high schools. So like half of our middle school went to one high school, typically like it's always your friends, right? And then you're, you like live a block away and now you, you got to go, you got to be like the lone soldier going to the new one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I went to three different schools for middle school. I went to three different schools for high school. Uh, it just kept switching around for me. And uh, it was anxious, man. That first day when you walk on the campus, you're not sure who you're going to eat lunch with. You're not sure who's going to help you, uh, who's going to be your friend, who's going to be your enemy. Um, You just don't know. For me, that was a huge, huge point of anxiety. It was every time I'd walk on campus, just is this going to be a good day or a bad day? And, you know, there's probably equal number of both. Yeah, it is. It's interesting, right? And it's like that's the big thing of, you know, I was talk about the, you know, your emotional needs being met or the way that we process our emotions. And, and this is really where it starts is in the high school years. You know, you'd be surprised yeah. being a clinician, you know, when I start dealing with kids or young adults, you know, it always starts in this area because like, you don't know who believes in what, right? That's like, right. If you come in and, and whether you're faith-based or not faith-based, it's like, you know, nobody wears a shirt that just says, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus, or hey, I'm a great football player, or hey, I'm a good in science, you know what I mean? It'd be so much easier. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm good in science, I like this, That's that right. guy over there, he's, you know what I mean? Instead, somebody has, you know, whatever they're wearing, and you're like, mm, I guess I'm on my own here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But anyway, getting back to what we're talking about, so there's two kinds of anxiety that I just want to address, right? There's clinical anxiety, which is very similar to if even if everything is going okay, like you'll have a panic attack or maybe you have social anxiety. So it doesn't matter even if you come into any room and there's more than like three people in it, you get social anxiety, right? And that's something, you know, that might be dealt with, you know, uh, with certain kinds of medication or typically, you know, there's some kind of doctor involved with that type. But, and then the other kind of, obviously, anxiety that we talk about is external, right? So things that are caused like traffic or testing, uh, uh, some kind of sports event, a game that you're going to Or just playing. straight up homework. Homework, That's a great right? One. Trying yeah. to get everything done. And so, we, you know, I just want to make sure that all of our listeners are, are cognitive to the fact of that, you know, we're talking mostly about the external, not really the clinical version uh, and some of the stuff that we're going to come up with in our solutions to help this out. But, you know, one of the things that, uh, Zach, I want you to start with this one is I was looking at anxiety and I'm like, what's one of the best ways to kind of get rid of anxiety is to prepare, right? Like you, you figure like most people that are playing sports or whatever, you know, you have a game coming up, so you have practice, right? Or you know that you're going to be taking a test, so what do you do? You study, right? Things like that. What are some stuff or things that you do to kind of prepare so you're not anxious about everything? 
Well, usually if I have like, I know I have a lot of homework and I also have a game or practice, I'm going to work ahead like the weekend or week before. So then I have less homework on the day I have that game or have that long practice. So when I get home, I could just hang out, do the little homework I actually have and then go to bed. So just work ahead in school. And then if you're anxious about like a sports event, just the only, the only thing you can do is practice. So just work on it. You know, and one of the things I heard you say earlier, which which uh, is another great way as preparing, is that I heard you get to school early, right? Like, that that wasn't me, that's for sure. I'll tell you that right off the bat. I'm not even going to pretend that that was me. But, um, you know, I mean, that's another great one, too. It's like if if you don't start the day out like that, typically it doesn't keep going like that, you know? I know for myself, you know, I get up every morning early and do some kind of prayer meditation, things like that. So, so I, that way my head is already in the game before I even leave the house. Because if I don't, typically I know what else happens with that. Maggie, what about you? Like, I mean, obviously playing sports, you're in school, you got a lot of other great stuff going on. What do you do to prepare for that? I think definitely what Zach did, just like prepping as much as you can in advance is um, super important. But also like in your classes, utilizing your time is one of the things that I think is most important because if you have extra time, you can get done a lot of work that, you would be doing at home instead so I think definitely just trying to use the time that you're given in class as much as you can do you ever stress out though about about the time management right because even time management can be a level of anxiety right so you're like oh man I really have to get a hundred percent out of every class period there's no like downtime um I'll give a, a quick example I know middle schoolers um I've talked to, they they will not eat lunch during lunchtime. And I'm sure there might be some high schoolers who don't do that. <clears throat> They'll skip lunch entirely because they want to um, get, get all their hours in, get all their homework done, uh, do all their socializing that they want to do during that time. And lunch seems like it just doesn't even belong because they want to make the most of every minute. Um, does, is that ever, is, does that ever feel like anxiety to either of you, just even the time management piece, or have you come to realize that that's a relief? Like where are you at with it? Well, that? my school builds in, so lunch isn't just lunch, it's called power hour. When we have an hour and they tell us, like they want us to work on stuff. They're all the teachers have open hours during well, open time during that one hour that you can also eat lunch, but it's also meant for you to work. So you can like eat for half of it and then work for the other half, but it's, because the school is so like academically focused and they want you to do well, then they build build that in so you can work. So I think that takes away a lot of anxiety because then you're not like just working a ton ton of hours at home. The power hour. I yeah. Like, <laughs> I like that. Power 55 minutes. <laughs> the yeah. power 50, because yeah. you can get an hour's worth of work done in 55 minutes because they're keeping it tight. I mean, that's, I like a great, right. that's a great way to look at it. I feel like, and... I like what Maggie was saying too. Is like she's treating school like a job already, right? It's like like it's there to to fulfill on a purpose, so I can go and live the rest of my life doing what I want to do, whether that's playing sports or hanging out with your friends. Instead of doing it then, right? Because we know like if you you know you get done fifteen minutes, twenty minutes into class, and you spend the other thirty minutes talking to your friends, what do you have to do after school? Not talk to your friends, right? Because then all of a sudden you got that homework. And then you're like, man, I wish I would have done that when I was actually at that place instead of now when I actually have to do it at home, right? Like, uh, uh, I get that, too. Um, now, Maggie, what is, you know, a, another big part of anxiety, I think, is, you know, like, we're obviously responsible for 
a lot of our own actions or, or things in our life, right? But then, you know, being from a faith-based community, it's like we have this faith that, that we put in God that we maybe shouldn't have to worry about so many things, right? Like like if we have a test coming up, like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll pray about it or, or maybe I'm going to do something where it kind of takes the pressure off me and, and I put it, you know, I don't say on God, but with God, right, if that makes sense. What do you think, what part of faith does that play in your anxiety? Do you ever, like, run that through your head? Is there any kind of faith-based things that you do to deal with anxiety? Yeah, I think that um, definitely prayer helps just before tests. I mean, constantly, but, like, especially before tests. And I think that coming here on Wednesdays is also a good, um, like, Halfway through the week, it's like a refresher, gets you focused, um, and it's also just a de-stressor if you're worried about some big test the next day. It's kind of like a sense of community. Yeah. Also talking about things with your friends here that you're going through as well, so it kind of like makes it uh, what we call we call that normalizing, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, I thought I was the only one, and then you find out like 30 other people have the same thing. You're like, oh, I don't feel so bad, right? Zach, what about you? What, what does faith kind of play out in, in a lot of your anxiety or, or things that you have to deal with? Well, because I go to a Christian school, we have chapel every Thursday, and that's kind of a nice break. It's an hour where you can just like, sit and hear. We have worship, oh. then we have a speaker come in every week. And then also, I'm a junior, so we don't have an actual Bible class, but um, every Wednesday, we have a little uh, thing during power hour. We go in, and then we have, it's kind of like a class, but not really. Like last year, we had a full class on the New Testament, freshman, full class on the Old Testament. The next year is kind of, um, it's called uh, Life Calling, and it's basically how to be a Christian as an adult and how to, like, serve. And so I think faith kind of brings in, like, uh, relief from all this anxiety, especially when you can just, like, sit and have a class about it and talk about it instead of having, like, straight seven academic classes. Yeah, I liked it. That's good. And, you know, I always think of like the next level is, so there's obviously, you know, we got God up here and then we got to come back down to earth where we reside, right? And and so who do you guys use as like, I don't want to say mentors, but kind of like a mentor leadership role, maybe like an adult that you feel like you can go to with kind of anything or something like that. Do you guys use teachers? Do you have coaches? Do you have youth pastors? Do you have parents? I mean, just individually, how, how does that work out in your life? I mean, there aren't a ton of people, like adults, that I could talk to, but, like, I guess, guys, my parents, I can talk to my brother about a lot of things, and then also just kind of, like, a lot of my teachers are, like, really, really chill, and, like, especially my broadcast teacher, I had him last year, and I have him this year, he's one of the best teachers I've ever had, he, you can probably tell him anything, and he won't get you in trouble for it, he'll just talk to you about it, and so I'd probably say a lot of my teachers. It's cool, yeah. Trusted adults, man. That's a really big thing. Whenever there's an adult who you can really trust, and that's hard because it takes time to, to earn that. And so that's great. I'm glad that uh, you're broadcast teacher, right? So you think about a broadcast teacher at a school, and their job is to teach kids all this technical stuff, but instead they're teaching trust, and they're teaching uh, that there's someone who's trustworthy and able to confide in. That's cool, man. Good to hear. Maggie, what about you? Yeah, I think that my main source of trusted adults would either be here at uh, youth group and definitely my parents, but um, I definitely use my friends a lot more, I think, than adults to talk to, but for adults, I think it's definitely here at church. 
is my biggest source of someone to talk to. Nice. It's like sense of once again a sense of community, right? You've been coming here for a while, so everybody kind of knows you already, and and things like. And I think that's really important. A lot of really community-based projects, whether or not it's school or youth group or sports or anything like that, really kind of builds it together. You know, one of the things that I would say too about anxiety is a good way to to kind of decrease that is always to have the appropriate conversations with the appropriate person. Right. Because a lot of the times, you know, depending on whatever it is we're going through in life, we typically kind of just talk to who's ever close to us. And I don't mean close like emotionally, but close physically. And that person might have like the worst advice. Right. <laughs> you know, like if I'm going yeah, through, yeah. like, say, you know, whatever happens in high school, like you, know, you break up with somebody or something like that. Like, I don't want to just go to like my my friend that, you know, is still friends with that other person and say, like, isn't this the worst? Because they're probably like, no, like it's just you, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever. And it's going to cause more anxiety where, you know, if I go to somebody who actually knows what that's like, or, or you sometimes know. you might be bringing your anxiety and handing it off to someone who has twice as much as you have. Yeah. Right. And you're just piling it on top of them. Uh, and they may not be able to, to handle that to process at all. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true, man. The emotional nature is, is a tough thing to cope with. Um, one of the, the other things that I really feel, helps decrease anxiety you know so we start off with preparing right so we're preparing for stuff as we go through the day uh our faith uh as we go through the day or through the week for tests and games and things like that and then the last thing i thought about too was gratitude you know it seems like the more things that i'm grateful for the less things i am stressed about you know because i look it's like how many tests have we all taken Right. I mean, like we've been taking tests since kindergarten, you know what I mean? And it's like, but every time one comes up, we're like, oh, no, what if this is the one I don't pass? You know, and, and we start thinking about like, you know, God wouldn't bring you this far to only bring you this far. Right. But it's still it's something that we think about. So, you know, if you guys could just take a, a couple seconds here or something or, or maybe have a th- few things off the bat. But uh, like Maggie, why don't you give us like five things that you constantly are, are grateful for? You know, on a daily basis, like you look around your life and you're like, man, you know, I am grateful for this, 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 and this. Um, definitely the first thing that comes to mind would be friends and family because there's someone to talk to, always there. I mean, you can always find someone to speak with. I mean, I think another thing would definitely just be like security and like opportunity. The fact that you're not worrying about like your health or being safe constantly. I mean... That's huge because you can focus on other things. You're not stressing about um, things that are out of your control. Um, And then I think I'm definitely very thankful for the church because it's, like I said, a release and um, a place to talk to people to create a community. Yeah. What about your pugs? My pugs are... I wanted to talk about your pugs. Very thankful for my can you, pugs. Can you tell me the name of your pugs? My pugs' names are Yogi and Zeus. They are really cute. Um, yeah, I'm thankful for them because they're also always there. When you get home, they run up to you and they bring a toy. And they, yeah, they're super sweet. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's cool. Zach, what about you, man? What are some things that you're definitely like grateful for on the daily? Um, honestly, I'm grateful for baseball because it just gives me an opportunity to 
chill, not worry about homework. Like, if there's not a season, you go home, you do homework for however many hours and you go to bed. It's boring. But, like, now I have, like, two hours after school, don't have to do anything, just have fun, go out, play, and hit balls as far as you can. So it's just a good de-stressor. And then also I'm grateful for, like, all the family in my life and then family, not just actual family, but, like, family, like, all these people at this table and this church and a lot of people, so... What about camp? Are you, are you <laughs> grateful for camp? I mean, you're a pretty big yeah. camp guy. For those of you that don't yeah. know, Zach loves camp, man. He is like, he's like our biggest I'm fan. I'm pretty sure camp, camp has he's come like, up almost every podcast because someone has to say something about how great camp is. Because we love camp here. Right? I mean, we, love, we love getting out in the nature and see what God's creating. I've been to camp for, um, well, twice a year since middle school and then once a year since like fourth grade. And then also, uh, like, I go up to the mountains now every year with high school because last year my school had a retreat up to Palomar this year I just got back a few days ago from Big Bear and then next year I think we go up to Idlewild I'm not sure but yeah just camps are a great way to kind of settle your relationship with God and worship him and kind of learn more about your relationship with him does camp give you anxiety? no way see (laughs) that's why we talk about camp because everybody loves camp right it's like pizza like that's pizza right. doesn't give you anxiety. It's like good pizza, but it's all good, right? Doesn't that matter. depends. You know, if you have a relationship with pizza that's as long as my relationship with pizza has been, you can look at a pizza and you know if that pizza is going to give you some indigestion <laughs> issues. So there may be some anxiety when you're getting ready to take a bite. In fact, our producer, Patrick, uh, we went to a retreat or went to a conference, and, and there was a pizza he had that was so spicy that when he was eating it, his face started turning red, and he said, Jamie, I think you need to finish this. And I was getting anxiety, thinking, I cannot eat another bite of this pizza. I'm going to be hurting. So pizza can give you anxiety. That's my point. I mean, also, yeah. camp could you give, could give you anxiety if you want top or bottom bunk, because it's first come, first serve, and top bunk <laughs> is obviously the best. So. Already stressed out. Already See, stressed out. And I love our producer, Patrick, because he is awesome, and he does so many things. But just being around him kind of gives me anxiety because typically, <laughs> like, spicy pizzas or, yep. like, 48-scoop ice cream cones just show up randomly. That's you know right. I mean? Like, things there's always, always something fun happening with him. and It's, it's a good way of anxious. It's not, a, not a, like, a bad anxiety. It's like a fun anxiety. But everything, you know what I mean? When you're with him, you I just know, know ex- something fun's going to happen. I know exactly right? what you mean. So it's, like, a lot. It's always good. So, uh, Chris, you brought up a great thing about being grateful. I think Jesus was was about this too sermon on the mount he, he talks about look at the you know he's saying do not worry right look at the lilies of the fields they're beautiful they're clothed in splendor and look at the birds of the air like they're doing fine they don't stress out about stuff they're they're doing good and i think even in that as you're reading that and as like when i for instance if i'm stressed out about something i have to get outside I usually go on a walk. I go out. I walk around. I look. I look at the trees. I look at the, the birds, the flowers. The, you know, we're in San Diego, so we can go to the beach. You can look in the ocean um, and just see everything that, that has been made, that's created, and be grateful for all of it, right? I'm grateful for those birds. I'm grateful for those flowers. Um, and so even in just doing that of looking around and seeing what's around you, the stress of your current situation just starts to dissolve. Um, so I think, I think God knew what he was doing. I think Jesus knew what he was doing when he was doing that, telling his people to look at the lilies of the field and look at the, look at the birds of the air. 
Because even in just looking at them, it starts to take some of that stress and anxiety away. So true. And I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that, that we get anxious about is it's just us bringing it on ourselves, right? It's, it's right. like, you know, unwarranted fears, unwarranted anxieties, comparisons, right? All the things we kind of get caught up in with. So even just doing this podcast and talking about it, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys notice it, but I know it's like our anxiety level around the table here has gone down considerably since we started talking about it, right? That's right. Like now yeah. everybody's all smiles, we're kind of relaxed. It's like, oh, what's going on? You know, like we're talking about all different kinds of stuff. And, you know, I just want to remind everybody that's out there listening, you know, that kind of the three steps that what we talked about today was, you know, if something's coming up that you're getting anxious about, like the best way to kind of do things is to prepare for it the best you can. Have faith in God that, you know, he wouldn't give you anything that you couldn't handle. And then also just to remember to have gratitude. Um for each and everything that you already do have. And it makes kind of having that anxious feeling, you know, kind of dissipate. But the other things that we talked about that work are uh, pizza and going to camp. So, you know what I mean? There's like hey, many hey, different things to do. Prayer, pizza, camp. Uh, and that does remind me that uh, that wraps up our time for this week here. We're going to start winding it down. You know, one of the things that I was talking about, too, about dealing with anxiety or anything good is to always be of service to other people. So why don't we go around the table kind of one time, and, and I want you guys to say a message out here to all the listeners that's going on, like a, a farewell message, something to get them through this week, something positive. Maggie, we'll start with you. Um, a lot of schools have finals this week. So I would say um, study for your finals, but sleep and eat lunch because that's also just as important as studying for your finals. Great advice. I'd say, like, don't overstress about things. Like, if you have a project due... Don't leave it till the last minute. Do a little bit every day. And then if you want to talk to someone, talk to them. Don't be scared to talk to someone because I'm sure that they will probably take care of you and talk to you about your issues. Don't be afraid. Just text someone, call someone. Let them know you're having a hard time. I love it. Jamie? Great one for me is when stress just comes up, uh, try doing, there's a thing called a breath prayer. And it's a basic thing where you just pray and breathe in and pray and breathe out. And the one that my wife does is she just says, Abba, Father, when she breathes out and then breathes in and says, I belong to you, or the opposite of that. So, Abba Father, I belong to you. And it just gives you a chance to breathe, uh, but at the same time, um, just reminds you that you're not alone. Even if you're in your room by yourself, God is still with you. I love it, man. That's all great stuff. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of second what everybody else is talking about, and that is, you know what, uh, you didn't come this far to only come this far, you know, and it's just like always remember the things that you've already accomplished and, and the things you've got to experience in this amazing life that all of us have. You know, we're all blessed just even to be breathing today. So with that, I'm going to sign us off. I want to thank everybody again for listening to the One Amazing Youth Podcast, the One Amazing Life Podcast that we do here every week. Uh, we thank each and every one of you for listening and uh, have a great week. God yeah. bless. Yeah. Woo!